The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and today we are reacting to round two of the RBC Heritage and some breaking news coming out of the tour. We'll also look ahead to Saturday's third round, and uh, let's jump into this. Let me bring in my partner in crime for this evening. You can find him on Twitter. It's at the Real GFD. It's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Oh, man. I'm a little bit fired up today. Yeah, this we are fired a, up. <laughs> yeah. That was a good little, uh, a good little pregame talk. So I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm not as excited as I normally am to cover the second round of a PGA Tour event. I, I would say I'm still optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic at this point. So the reason you are cautiously optimistic is the news coming out on, what are we on, Friday. <laughs> the time is crazy on that Nick Watney uh, became the first PGA Tour positive test for COVID-19. He woke up this morning, indicated that he had systems, uh, symptoms, excuse me. Uh, he was recommended by a physician to get a test done. And of course, the results of that come back positive. He has withdrawn from the event, Greg. So first, let's, there's a couple layers to this. Uh, your initial reaction to and this uh, golf is not immune to this. North American sports had a lot of news coming out today about you know Clemson had had a bunch of football players test positive. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies, Toronto Blue Jays, the May uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Excuse me. I mean this the PGA Tour is not exempt. But what's your reaction to the tour getting its first positive test? I think it's interesting what you just brought up. And so initially when I heard this, I, I expected a positive test to come out at some point. I mean, to think we're going to go through this month, uh, this, this what, three-month layoff, come back without a vaccine, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. We're going to be clean slate, bat a 1,000 for the entirety. To me, at the time, was a little bit unrealistic, but I thought they had really nice protocols in place, and I wasn't too worried about maybe like a, another huge spike on the PGA Tour. Now, so when I first heard this news, I'm like, okay, I had a feeling this would happen. Uh, he'll quarantine. They have protocol in place. We'll see what happens. Hopefully nobody else tests positive. But then I'm driving home and I flip over to a radio station just to kind of get a flavor for what's going on outside the world of golf, right? What's going on in other sports. And all of a sudden, all the teams you just mentioned, the Phillies, Clemson Tigers, the Blue Jays, all the, there's now spikes everywhere around the game of golf. And it seems to be in states where we've maybe relaxed some rules, where we've kind of been moving along in the phases saying we're getting better. We're, we're better. It's time to be free. 
And now after hearing all that, my concern level has gone, I would say up significantly. So I guess the tour, uh, the, the tour made it very clear to indicate in their statement uh, first of all, a total of 369 individuals, that includes players, caddies, essential personnel, have been tested since the start of the tournament with zero positive. So this Nick Watney test this morning, the first and uh, apparently the only positive test that we know about thus far. Uh, I think the tour uh, also wanted to make clear that he was not on that PGA Tour provided charter flight from Colonial to Harbor Town, because of course, Nick Watney missed the cut. So when you miss the cut, you have the option to stay, hang around, wait until the charter leaves and go to the next tournament, or you can go home and get your, you know, your own private travel, which is what Watney did. So that kind of brings up the question about this quote unquote bubble that the PGA tour has put in place. Uh, I, you know, the bubble, I guess is fine, but there are guys outside the bubble and everything else that, that can kind of impact everybody. And, and it brings up so many questions. Now, there, there's a layer of their protocols on the PGA Tour. They, they implemented this level of protocols, which seems so obvious, but this is exactly why this level is in there, and it's the social distancing. When you're at a PGA Tour event, caddies are disinfecting flags. They're cleaning golf balls. There's um, many, many protocols within the event that are designed to keep players apart, to keep uh, individuals, especially individuals who haven't been tested, away from players. So that even if there's maybe a false test, maybe there's a, an improper test and somebody has it, maybe somebody's asymptomatic, who, all these possibilities that you've heard so much about, we don't need to go through every single one. But if, if you're social distancing, the theory is you're not going to spread it. But that leads to the question of, are the players uh, following that rule? Is there enough? Are, are they taking it seriously enough? Maybe this will flip the switch and, and, uh, and, and they'll kind of tighten up realizing, hey, this is, this is still real. So, so the, the second part of that uh, where you mentioned, are, are players taking this seriously enough? I mean, there have been reports that some players and caddies, uh, you know, they are not going to follow the guidelines that the tour might have put out, which is, hey, if you're, you, stay in, you stay in your hotel, order in, you know, don't go out to eat, stay away from everybody, all that stuff that we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, some that may have been, you know, maybe, maybe skirting the rules. And then I, I do, you know, from a PGA Tour aspect, I think they're doing as much as they possibly can. I do think that if the reports are right, where Watney wakes up this morning and he has symptoms, enough to contact a physician and be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. What should I do? He goes and gets tested while waiting for the results of the test. Roy McElroy actually confirmed that Nick Watney was on the driving range. There was reports that he was on the putting green. This to me is bonkers. Like you're waiting one hour for the results of a test for a guy who is telling you he's symptomatic. He should not be allowed anywhere near the facilities or literally anyone else. Especially with symptoms. I do understand if yeah. you're symptomatic, I completely understand where you're coming from. But again, I go back to the studies say, the research says, hey, if you're social distancing, it's, you're, you're okay. That's why we have this layer in place. It's why you should be following these guidelines. Is that enough? Is that true? There, this is kind of why my, uh, my questions, my anxiety levels, whatever you want to call it, is so high because I, I don't know all the answers. There's, there's not a clear line of thought. 
But we're in this situation now as a nation, I believe, where we're a little distracted from the COVID-19 news. And the news is, has been elsewhere. There have been sports coming back. There have been uh, many questions about race relations throughout the nation. And, and the news is no longer COVID-19, social distancing, stay at home, wear a mask. And for three months, we were, it was just pounded into our minds that you need to stay away from people. You need to stay home. You need to wash your hands. All, all these things that we've been hearing to the point where all the commercials on TV are about staying home. They're about quarantine. It's the buzzword of 2020. And we almost, with the combination of us kind of moving on in the news and the media, and also uh, the weather changing, especially in the northern part of the country, the weather changing for the better. And we've like forgotten about it. And this seems to be a reminder because I'll tell you on my way home today, we, I mean, I'd been noticing people going into the gas station, going into store without a mask on. People all over town, it's more rare to see a mask than not a mask. And today, all of a sudden, again, everybody had a mask on. Everybody had a mask on. So maybe, maybe there's some wake-up calls going on. People will take it a little more seriously and, and we'll avoid another shutdown. I, I think that is – so What what's going to happen here is Watney now goes – and the tour goes into basically the response plan. You know, they have a plan to try to make sure that, that there are no positives, but when there are positive tests, there's this response plan, and it involves Nick Watney being quarantined. It it, it involves him, um, I think, traveling home by car if possible. Like, there's, there's a, a plan in place. So we're going to see. We're going to see the reaction – of uh what the pga tour does and 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 if it's good enough and if if this is a wake-up call for some players and and some caddies like you mentioned greg um we'll 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 end on on this topic on on this are we headed and i hate to even say these words are we headed towards another pga tour shutdown oh it's friday night rick i don't wanna, I know i, I mean look th this is the the reality in my opinion. I don't know enough about how this spread. I, I just, it's hard for me to see a way where there's not going to be another positive test. So what's the number? Is the number six? Is the number 10? How many, is there a certain time period? If we have somebody at every event test positive, only one person each week, is that enough to warrant a shutdown? I don't know. I don't know what those, those protocols, those concepts have only been rumored. I've heard a rumor of six. I've heard a rumor of a couple more than that. I've heard a rumor of a couple less than that. So what, I, what if I don't what know if where one that of the number six, is. What if one of the six is Rory McIlroy? Does that change things? <laughs> um, you very know what I mean? likely. Yeah, it probably yeah. does, right? Like it, th that's the point. Like that's I think that's the whole point, right? Is this is very fluid. There is no like like if you asked me, like I don't think we're getting a shutdown again. But like you're like this is weird. This is weird. If I, I don't, Rory's interesting because I'm not even sure Rory has to test positive to lead to a shut. Rory can probably cause yes. a shutdown without testing positive ever, right? Rory says, hey, we need to shut this down. And he kind of speaks for the players that, and they feel that way. Yeah. Then it'll get shut down. My hope is no. I hope the layers of protocols, I hope the safety procedures they have, I, I feel like they've planned for this. But with everything going on outside of the game of golf, I kind of feel like uh, I, I'm starting to feel a little claustrophobic and I'm, I'm not having a great feeling about it.
let's let's be very real about the PGA Tour here, and this is why we were optimistic that they were going to be one of the first sports to return is because the way that they are structured without a players union and with everyone being an independent contractor that remove the pause, remove the test, remove the safety, remove everything. They are just in a better situation to continue. They are in a better situation to say we're here. Here are our protocols to make everybody as safe as possible. If you still do not feel safe you know, don't show up. I mean, they don't say it like that. Right. But that's, that's the implication. So I would say, uh, there's probably not going to be another shutdown, whether that is right or wrong. There's probably not going to be one unless just like we saw at the players championship, public sentiment changes so much so quickly or Rory McIlroy, someone like that says, guys, we're not, we're not playing anymore. You know, five guys test positive. We don't know how many else, how many more of us have it. We're, we don't want to play like that. I think that's a long shot, but that's what would have to happen. That's the kind of thing that could change public sentiment too. So, yep. you know, it kind of in that public sentiment space, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yep. Man, I, I hope it's, uh, I, I hope none of that happens. And I hope these protocols work. I do. I think they're solid. So I, I hope they do. Well, let's talk about golf because we do have golf back and we are through two rounds of the RBC Heritage. Webb Simpson at 12 under par holds the outright lead. Bryson DeChambeau just one shot back tied in second with Corey Connors. Greg, uh, pretty, pretty, two pretty big names at the top of the leaderboard and they were playing together. So like when I swear all day, on Friday, it was like Webb would roll a birdie putt in to take the outright lead, and 30 seconds later, Bryson would drop a birdie putt on top to tie him. Like it was just back and forth beauties, beauties all day. These guys played so good. They're, I mean, th- their styles are so different, and we've been talking about Bryson for many reasons for a very long time. And Webb, before the break, got a lot of. We talked about Webb a lot before the layoff. He was playing great. So um, it's definitely a Webb Simpson kind of golf course. He's a Carolina kid, um, and it's a, a shorter golf course. We associate shorter golf courses with the guys that don't hit it as far being able to compete there. And um, I think Webb is showing that to be true. Webb Simpson, what I'll say about Webb, he's not afraid to go really low. He's not afraid to hold his breath. And when he gets hot, he could just keep on going. He's one of those players that wishes and hopes there are more holes. When he gets to 18 – He's not, oh, I'm going to get this good score in and be done. He's wishing, if I could go again right now, I want to just keep making birdies. So I like Webb in that sense. He wants nine more holes to to keep it going. That's right. (laughs) Because he just keeps going. He he can just keep going. So Webb is scary when he gets hot like this. Bryson is really showing something special, Rick. I mean, you were talking about it. Could he overpower this golf course? But he's done it in a different way. He's shown his DNA as a player which is kind of a tactician, right? A, a, strategic, a strategic style of player who's added length as an asset, not something that he has to use, not something he relies on. Whereas like a, um, a player like, I don't know who a good example is, but there, there are a lot of long hitters on the PGA Tour that make it because they're such long hitters. They have other weaknesses in their game that they have to work on. Bryson's kind of done it the other way. He's become a bomber and his DNA is not a bomber. He hasn't always been the longest player out there. So it's very interesting to watch and it's impressive. Statistically speaking, 
what Bryson DeChambeau is doing, and I know this is, I, you know, pull my string, I'll just tell you again, like it's unbelievable. I mean, a, another two rounds in, he's leading the field in strokes gained off the tee ahead of Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm. Ever heard of those guys? They're pretty good off the tee. Uh, he is fifth. One, two, three, four, five, sixth, excuse me, in strokes gained approach. So when you're first in strokes gained off the tee and sixth in strokes gained approach, you, sir, are playing golf. Like, that is unbelievable. Uh, now, Webb Simpson's done it a little, di- a little bit differently. The six strokes he gained putting today is obviously unsustainable, Greg, but also, like, he had an eight-hole stretch. His last eight holes on Thursday, he played even par, eight pars. Like he left, he probably feels like he left three shots out there Thursday and Friday he kind of made up for. It. He probably feels even, Steven. Look, this, th- when Webb Simpson has a round where he gains six strokes putting, yes, that's unsustainable. But Webb Simpson is the type of player that doesn't need six strokes gained putting to succeed. He's not reliant only on putting. It's not like we have uh, a player – and it's a, I'll say a player who I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's not like Kyle Stanley is out there gaining six strokes putting and leading. And you're saying, okay, well, we haven't seen him near a leaderboard all year. He's here because he just got crazy hot with the putter, and tomorrow that's going to wear off. Webb has a, 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 an entire bag of weapons that he can use to shoot really low scores. And like I said, when Webb gets hot, we saw it at the Players' Championship in 2018, he can just keep going. So Webb Simpson is the guy. I look at that statistic and I say it led to a great score today, but it has almost zero implication on what's going to happen tomorrow. He's he's just he's that good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot because this is a good segue into our prop for tomorrow for round number three because you can win Greg one thousand dollars tomorrow. On Saturday, you can win $1,000 on Sunday. You can win $1,000 every single round of golf, and you don't even have to put any of your own cash at stake. That is where CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game available at cbssports.com slash golf props. That, again, is cbssports.com slash golf props. We'll have the questions after every single round, so you have two more opportunities, of course, on Saturday and Sunday to win terms and conditions do apply. I have one of the props right here. I wrote this one, Greg. I wrote this one. I write them all. And I wrote this one for tomorrow's round. So this is a sneak peek into Saturday's props. Who will have the better score in round three? It's the two golfers that we just talked about, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, or or a tie. Oh, you had to throw that in there. You had to throw it in there. And it's just, it's so enticing. It is. They're going to tie. Uh, I, I'm so impressed with everything that Bryson is doing. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the tournament. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Webb Simpson here for the reason I just mentioned. I, I think Webb, when he gets hot, can just keep going. I've said it probably four times already today. And I'm going to roll with it. I, I think Webb's going to play another great round tomorrow. He's not one of those guys where the rule of it's hard to follow a low round with another low round, it doesn't apply to him. He He is – so comfortable. He grew up on a golf course that was very short, um, and and he just got very accustomed to shooting really, really, really low scores. Like really, like he would shoot in the stories that I hear. He would shoot in the fifties regularly, yeah. once a week. He, I've heard he's that not too. afraid of it. He can hold his breath with the best of them. So I, I think Webb's going to go kind of go crazy for the rest of the weekend. 
All right. I think, uh, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I'm holding that web 30 to one ticket. I hope you are absolutely correct. My friend that he just holds his breath and, and, and wins this thing. So here's what I'll do. I'll take Bryson in round three and like hedge my life. Right. So like if, if, if Webb goes out and shoots better in round three, I'm thrilled because he probably extends his lead. But if Bryson goes out and shoots better in round three, uh, I win this prop. So I'm, I'm doing a little life, he- life hedge here, Greg. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hope you're wrong for this one, and especially because it's not going to hurt you too bad. That's right. Um, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We've got to talk about bets going into the weekend, talk through some odds and some value. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code first at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend, Greg. We've got golf action. We are going to crown a champion. And don't forget that you can watch all your favorite golfers compete at Harbortown in the RBC Heritage a few different ways. On your computer, oh, yes. Just go to cbssports.com on your telephone. I guess it has to be a smartphone, not like your old rotary phone. Uh, Yes, you can. Totally free. Just download the CBS Sports app and you are off and running, watching big old beefy Bryson slap it around Harbortown on your small little screen. 
You can also watch it on Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV through the CBS Sports app on those devices. So in other words, Greg, there's really no excuse. Never, ever, ever, ever miss a chance to watch golf on CBS this weekend. Let's look at the betting lines. I've got William Hill open. I'm looking at the live odds. Um, Specifically, our favorites, Bryson DeChambeau and Webb Simpson, both three and a half to one. Greg, that tells me that Vegas is a lot more optimistic on Bryson because Bryson is one shot back of Webb. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, I think his recent performances have shown that he's going to hang around for the weekend. He's proven over the first two days that he can handle a golf course that doesn't allow him to utilize his biggest asset. So uh, I, I understand that. I, I don't think it's right. I would take Webb over Bryson, as I said, uh, in that in that little duo, just because I think so highly of Webb. And it looks like you get a, you, you basically, with the same odds, you're getting a free shot. I'll take the shot with Webb Simpson any day. Yeah, that's true. Um, just to give you a, a perspective here, Matthew Fitzpatrick and Brooks Kepka both 10 to 1. Corey Connors, 14 to 1. Dustin Johnson at 20. Let me give you a little tip because this is something we get asked quite a bit, Greg. Uh, like, how do you do betting for the weekend? How do you do betting live in, in game? And, and, and I'm going to tell you the secret right here. This is the absolute secret of how you find winners on Friday evening. And it's all in the strokes gain numbers. You go and you look at guys who are playing awesome from tee to green and are losing a ton of strokes putting, and you bet them. And you bet them in matchups, Greg, and you bet them to come back and win. So let me give you a couple here. I'll give you an example. Uh, Sort by strokes gained tee to green. The best player tee to green this week is Sergio Garcia. He's gained nearly eight shots. I, I don't think I've seen a single shot of him because he's lost four strokes putting. That is certainly not sustainable in the same way that Webb is not going to gain six every round. Uh, Sergio's not going to lose two or two and a half every single round. So he is four shots, five shots off the lead, four shots off the lead, five shots off the lead, five. He's 66 to one to win this golf tournament. Uh, Sam Ryder, eight under par, 150 to one. Sebastian Munoz, 50 to one. Those are guys I would put, I would put bullets on. Because I'll tell you this other thing, this other thing, Greg, and we've seen this now multiple years in a row, anything can happen here on the weekend. We have seen, uh, I think now, multiple champions in a row come back from multiple strokes back. I, I'll, I'll see if I can find the stat, but like, this is a place where things get wild on the weekend. Absolutely. And, and again, it's the weekend. This isn't Saturday night. It's not, we're not going into one round. So a lot can change tomorrow, and it can completely change your approach. So I, I definitely uh, appreciate your perspective there, right? Who's hitting it really well and hasn't gotten the putter figured out? The one guy, Sergio Garcia would be a concern for me because he hasn't given me much proof through his career that the putter is going to get hot gotcha. for two rounds. So I may say, okay, it's not just simply – Let's look at these numbers and say, okay, that guy's not putting well. He's going to putt well at some point. Is he going to putt well? Sergio is known to have a bad putting week. So it could be four rounds of a bad putting week. So um, now I'm looking to guys who have had some pretty good success so far this year. Um, and the guy that sticks out to me, that my, the best value, in my opinion, a guy who's won this year, your prediction to win the FedEx Cup uh, is Sebastian Munoz. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know. Do I'm it. not sure that was a real pers- – uh, 
that wasn't necessarily a real prediction. That was, that was tongue in cheek, like, oh, it's 2020, and he because he played so much earlier in the year, and he won he won at what Sanderson Farms. Yeah, uh, he's gonna win the FedEx. And he Cup. is there. I mean, he's I think he's in the top ten in the FedEx Cup. So what's really interesting, and I like that fifty to one on on William Hill at the moment, and um, I like guys that can win. Right. We talk yes. about that all the time. It's hard to win and he's already done it this year. So it's not going to be new to him when he gets in that position, especially when you're, you're now your Friday night, you're betting from based on two rounds that you've seen before. I, I think it's the biggest thing that people forget when they're betting during a tournament is who has winning experience. If Phil Mickelson was up in this position playing, showing that he's playing well you know that he knows how to win. He's won 45 times. It's a, it's a, Sergio is another example where, hey, he's won, maybe not recently, but he knows how to win. But Sebastian Munoz is, is my guy this week. Um, I, found, I found the stat here. So per Justin Ray, this event, Harbortown, each of the last seven winners were multiple strokes back entering the final round. That is uh, pretty wild. So not only Friday night, but also Saturday night, guys who might be, you know, two, three shots back, historically, Greg, are still very much in play. Do you have a line when, when you're looking at this saying, okay, that's too far back, that's, that's in the mix? Because what, what was the, the cut is – uh, like four under. So you're talking yeah. about eight shots between everybody playing the weekend is within eight shots. What do you think that line is of too far back? So I don't know if it's a, if it's a number of strokes as much as, as it is a number of players, like you could be three shots back, but if you have to pass 15 guys, like I'm more concerned about that as opposed to being like five shots back, but you only have to pass three guys. Like I'd rather less guys that you have to go past. Um, producer Jacob actually makes a great point here, you know, uh, in climate weather, you know, kind of postponing and putting a little early stoppage to the end of, of Friday's round and more storms in the forecast, which you could get the wrong side of a draw, Greg, you could just get windy conditions. Like this could create a much more volatile leaderboard over the weekend, which I only think points you to longer shot guys. You mean longer odds? You yeah, yeah well. exactly. Like, like, like your Sebastian Munoz at 50 or like, you know, I think there's, I think they're way more live this week than most weeks. Would you, would you take a, um, like a Justin Rose, a Gary Woodland, a Rory McIlroy, uh, somebody who's kind of a big star, a big name who's in the five under range. I mean, you're talking about set. You're, you're talking, that's a lot of shots to make up on Webb Simpson and Bryson DeChambeau, but because of that weather volatility, is that too far back? So you're almost, you're almost just betting like one of those guys to go out and shoot like a 63 at some point. Right. And, and, and probably, probably on Saturday, like is when you would need it. So I, I do the, the only problem that I've noticed is um, odds makers have caught on to that. So you used to be able to get Rory who like on the cut number or two within the number at like 80 to one. And he'd always shoot a, a Saturday 62 or 63. And then you're and now all of a sudden your tickets were it's 12 to one or whatever, but um, books have kind of caught on to this a little bit. So Rory's 33 to one. And he is how yeah. many shots back did we say he is? So he's well, he's at five under, so he's seven yeah. back. Yeah, so seven. That's and, not and great odds on Webb and Bryson, and he's thirty. Like I, I don't love. I love the idea of it, but books got smart. Well, you got Brooks Kepka, you got Dustin Johnson, Ian Paul. I mean, you got winners up there. Who, yeah, that at thirty-three to one, 
I, I don't like it. I agree with you. All right. Um, so are you sticking? So no odds aside, forget the odds. Um, sounds like you are hitching your wagon to Webb Simpson for the weekend. Is that correct? I, I am. I think Webb's a great front runner. I think he's learned a lot recently. I think he gained so much confidence from the waste management Phoenix open and winning in a playoff for Webb Simpson is something that he had such little success with throughout his career. I mean, he was like one for six before that playoff win over Tony Finau. And I think he learned something about uh, staying aggressive. And I expect Webb to put up another low one tomorrow. And uh, I, I'm not saying Bryson won't do the same, but I think Webb's going to be your leader after tomorrow. All right. Well, I, I hope he's your leader at the end of the tournament. I'm yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think that's going to happen too. Right. I, I'm, I'm holding that 30 to 1 ticket from, uh, from before the tournament started, which obviously I'm, I'm going to continue. I'm no, no, no reason to change now, right? I mean, like the guy's in, in the pole position. Uh, Greg, final thoughts. I'll give you the 15 seconds again. <laughs> uh, looking through the weekend of the RBC Heritage, Put, put something well, in that. Let's, let's end this on a positive note. <laughs> okay, here's the positive. You need to be grateful for these things. We, we need to appreciate what we have here and in, enjoy this tournament because, sadly, we don't know how many more we're going to have. In, in the, and, and we could, before we know it, be in a place where it's hard to take a positive spin. So enjoy what we have here and just make sure you smell the roses every once in a while. This is one thing we take, and I'm over 15 seconds, I know. This is one thing we take out of the – the whole uh, the whole situation of 2020. It's appreciate what you have because you never know what's going to happen uh, to make it go away. Enjoy a weekend full of golf. I certainly can do that. That's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD. I'm Rick Gaiman. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.